this expression we have the big day kahuna. Big day kahuna are closer to the gufa adam than a, a building that's surrounding a person. I remember many years ago I saw Yerushalmi. Maybe I heard the Yerushalmi. Maybe I didn't see it. Maybe I, maybe I heard the Yerushalmi. Can't remember. The Yerushalmi has a discussion about whether a house is considered clothing. Is a house considered clothing? It's a funny image. Imagine a person, the Gemara is discussing, you need to wear clothing when you make a bracha. So imagine you're standing, this is the Yerushalmi, I mean, leave it to the, to the Gemara to make such a case. A person wants to make a bracha, they're in a house, they have no clothing. And they stick their head out a window, you know, shut the window, you know, and they're wearing the house. You know, or you put your head out the door and you're wearing the house. So the Gemara said, was that called clothing? Is that considered clothing? So we assume on a certain level that a house could be clothing. Besamikdash building, Levushim, a building, everybody understands, we're wearing clothing inside of a building now. There's two layers of Levushim that there's the walls and the ceiling and the floor we're encompassed within this room. And then on top of that, we're wearing clothing. Parshish Truma is about building the, the house of the Besamikdash. If Hashem, as we spoke about a little bit last week, wants to dwell inside of each and every one of us, then the building of the house still has a bit of distance between us and Hashem, you know. The halacha is that there's not allowed to be a chatzitza between the clothing of the kohanim and their guf. That's, the Gemara discusses this in Erechin in the beginning when it's talking about a kol chayven betfilin. The Gemara says, of course everyone's chayven betfilin. Who are you trying to include? And they say everyone's chayv and tefillin. So the says kohanim, because kohanim, you would have thought that since they can't wear the tefillin shel yad, and you're not allowed to wear tefillin shel yad without a tefillin shel rosh, so therefore you would have thought, why can't they wear the tefillin shel yad? Says the Gemara, because it has to be al b'sareichem. It has to be has to be on their on their basar. It has to be right on their flesh. There can't be tefillin in between the big day kuhuna and their. So you might have thought that since they can't wear the beged, they can't wear the yad. So therefore they're not going to wear the rosh either. Ah, from here we learn that there's a makom between the mitznefes, between the hat that they're wearing. And, uh, and the makom of tefillin, that there's a place to put the tefillin shal rosh, and they could wear the tefillin shal rosh without the tefillin shal yad. It's a whole Torah in and of itself, which we're not going to get into right now. And, it's, and we'll get to the tzitz soon. The tzitz is kenegi the tefillin. We learn a kalvachomer, that you're not allowed to have hesachadas from the tefillin, kalvachomer from the tzitz. If the tzitz has one name of Hashem on it, and the Kohen Gadol is not allowed to have hesachadas from it, and the, and the tefillin, which have multiple names of Hashem, 21, I think, in each of the batim. So then kalvachomer are not allowed to have hesachadas. So you have the house. First we build the house. And the house is already, I mean, the house is not touching my skin. It's far away from me. Then you come to Parshas Tetzaveh, and all of a sudden we have the big day kahuna being described. And the big day kahuna, like I was just describing, are mamish on your basar. It's a step closer to this vision, to this dream of a shechanti besocham, because the real place the shechina wants to be is not in the bias that's mefuar, and not in the big day kahuna, which are the chavur l'teferes, but in teferes Yisrael. Hashem wants to be within the Teferis Yisrael, within the beauty of Am Yisrael themselves. And we're getting one step closer. So one of the big day kuna that we describe is the tzitz. Ksav Sofer as a Torah, Chazal tell us why do we wear the big day kuna? The big day kuna 
are to be mechaper on Azas Meitzach. The big day kahuna go on the Metzach, on the forehead, in order to atone for the sin of Azas Panim, of having Azas Panim, of having a, a face where a certain brazenness, a certain cynical, brazen, nothing could impress you, everything is always, and a lack of kavod. I was just in the middle of reading the biography of the of Aaron of Bells, the Bells Rebbe, and talking about the meeting that took place between many of the Gedolim, Chavetz Chaim sat in the middle, the Ger Rebbe sat on the right of the Chavetz Chaim, he was already an older, and Rav Aaron Belzer, who was a young, pretty young Rebbe at the time, was sitting on the left. I mean, there were lots of people there. And somebody got up to speak, and they took off their, they took off their hat to speak, and the Gabbai of the Belzer Rebbe said, excuse me, young man, you know, there's, there's Gedolei Torah here, like, you know, maybe you should have a little covered the way that you dress, the way that you present it, like, put, on, put your hat back on, what are you doing? Put your hat back on. So we have this, this Indian of the, of, the, of the Big Day Kahuna, and we have this Indian of the Tzitz. And the Tzitz is the hepich of Azaz Panim. Azaz Panim means not having proper kavod for Tamir Chachamim, like I just said. It means not having a sense of weightiness about what you're doing, a certain brazenness to stand in front of Hashem as we all are at every moment of our lives certain inability to recognize that if Hashem is present, then I better, I best be sure that everything that I'm doing is with a certain amount of gravity. So, the Ksav Sofer says, the Tzitz says on it, Kodesh Hashem, And it goes on the Metzach, which is this place of Azaz Panim. He says an amazing thing. He says, the goal of Azaz Panim, the reason why we have this Indian of Azaz Panim is because in life a Jew needs Azaz to serve Hashem. If the Azaz Panim, the person's brazenness is used for anything other than Kodesh LaHashem, <coughs> says the Ksav Sofer, then it's put in the wrong direction. To make a rash gadol and to be brazen, to stand out and to do something Shalobim Komcha, where there are other people who need to be doing first and there's a pecking order and there's like a proper way of doing things. That's one of the ways that Haman is singled out at the very beginning of the, of the Megillah as being a, a, a lowlife because he stands up and he starts talking before you have to know your place. Makiris Makomo, person has to know their place. At the same time, we know from Pinchas, we know from other examples, we know from Esther that Mordechai said, now is not the time to be humble. Now is not the time to be meek. Now is not the time to say, who am I? When it comes to azas, when it comes to brazenness, when it comes to being brazen for Hashem's behalf, if it's Kodesh Hashem, then make a lot of noise. Make a lot of noise. Lubav Trebi used to talk about this a lot in Parshas Tetzave. He would talk about the bells from the tzitz at the top of the head to the bells which go mamish to the floor, Kimat. 
the bells of the Kohen Gadol also are making a lot of noise. Lubavitcher used to say very simply that when you're serving Hashem, when you're doing something good, when you're going to do the avoda, whatever the avoda is, that's not the time to be quiet. That's the time to make a lot of noise. Let everybody know what you're doing. There's a certain way of serving Hashem. You know, the Kotzker Rebbe in Kotzk, they used to say that they would do their Averus in public and their mitzvahs in private. That's the authenticity of Kotzk. You know, you don't hide your Averus. You do your Averus, you know, in public. And your mitzvahs, that's between you and Hashem, you know. Everybody wants to show off their mitzvahs. That's what they did in Kotzk. But by the Lubavitcher Rebbe, the Rebbe said, and there's a certain... There's a certain truth to both of them. And you have to know when to, you know, everything in Yiddishkeit is knowing when to apply this teaching, when to apply that teaching. But the Lubavitcher Rebbe said, when it comes to Avurus Hashem, lehepech, do them out in the open and do it, do it with simcha and do it with brazenness and do it with bells and whistles and make a, a whole big fuss about it and let everybody see that you're excited about it. Because we live in a world where people aren't excited about what, what gets people's attention, what, what gets a lot of fanfare is something that is maybe not, not the thing that we should be focusing on as much. Now, it's possible to resolve the steer between the Kotzker Rebbe and the Lubavitcher Rebbe. It could be that when a person is among fellow Yuri Hashem, when you're standing amongst other people who are God-fearing like the Kotzker and his Hasidim, so then maybe, yeah, the avoda is really to internalize, to be more internal. The noise should be making a rash, but the noise should be inside. But when a person feels either that they have the opportunity to make an impression on somebody who's, by all in, the way that they present themselves, seems to be less engaged frontally with Torah and mitzvahs, who knows who's higher and who's lower, who's more religious or less religious, these, these labels are silly. But if you see that you have the opportunity to be on somebody's actions, you see b'maysa, that a person, then, then you should do it with whistles and do it with bells and do it in a way that's... Perhaps, perhaps, there's a machlux between Rashi and the Ramban about these bells. The Torah tells us that the the hem of the Kohen Gadol's clothing should be pomegranates and bells. Rashi's understanding is that there should be a pomegranate followed by a bell, followed by a pomegranate, followed by a bell. Whereas the Ramban, we're not going to get into the Machlokas or not, that actually the Lubavitcher Rebbe has a whole Mahalach in this as well. It's a little similar to what I'm about to say, but a little different. But the Ramban says that no, it's not that there's a pomegranate and a bell and a pomegranate and a bell and they have rayas and they have reasons for this. The Ramban says that the bells are inside pomegranates. There's cloth pomegranates and then the bells are inside them. Completely surrounded. Imagine like a pomegranate and a pomegranate is hollow on the inside of the seeds and instead of being seeds, it's bells. There's bells inside. Whereas Rashi thinks that the, the bells are in between the pomegranates. It's not that they're in between the pomegranates like the Ramban says that they're mamish in between the cloth. But there is a, a pomegranate, and then a bell, and then a pomegranate, and a bell. Could be that the Ramban, Ramban already, you know, Ramban was one of the first, this is already Rav Hitchemeyer Morgenstern type of Torah. The Ramban, who was, who was the first to reveal the Kabbalistic tradition in a, in a very explicit sort of way, 
you know, to speak about Tars Emes and to give allusions and, and very clear allusions to the spheros and to other things. The Ramban is talking to, to higher, to Jews who are on a higher level of Avodah, to Yerushalayim, to people who are already involved in the, in the deeper aspects of Pnei Torah and are already well acquainted with the base medrash of, you know, of Torah. Rashi, Rashi is Pshuta Shal Nikra, Amcha is for the average person, is for children learn Rashi. We're still children, we're still learning Rashi. And a Jew has to live with both of these. Kiyadua, the Lubavitch Rebbe, gave Sichos on, on Rashi. Famous Sichos on Rashi. And the Kotzker, who was much more, the Kotzker said, give me ten people to serve Hashem, and I'll go away to, you know, to a secluded place, and that'll be it. All I need is ten people, I'll bring the gula like that. Lubavitch Rebbe, all of sends shluchim all over the world to find a Jew anywhere in the whole world. So let's put it together. So the Ramban says the bell has to be inside the pomegranate. Why do you put a bell inside of cloth? That's just going to mute the sound. Because the whole Indian is that you should make a rash inside. So make a big rash inside. Azus panim is the lashon of azus pnim. You know, azus could be inside also. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to wear it on your face. You don't have to go and make a whole big fuss. Azus pnim could be that you're absolutely still and nobody knows what's going on inside of you, but inside of you, you're, you're on fire for Hashem. That's good for when you're surrounded by B'nai Aliyah, and when you just want to be one of the chevra, and you just you make things very simple, and you're kotzker, and you have your ten friends, and but when you're standing amongst amcha bnei Yisrael, and they need to hear a rash, and there's a pomegranate to your right and a pomegranate to your left. Why a pomegranate? Because pomegranates, like Chazal says, even the rekanim shabor mali mitzvos karimon. You know that they're mali mitzvos. They just you need to be megale through the sound of the bell. That's this azas panim. Mamish, on wearing it on your face with an azus saying, Rabbi Shalom, I want to serve you in the highest way, in the loudest way, and, and I'm proud of being a Yid, and I want, to, I, want to, I want everybody to know how proud I am. When there's a pomegranate to your right and a pomegranate to your left, so then you don't want to mute the sound of the bell. You want the bell to be ringing, like Rashi says, for, for every man, woman, and child. person has to know how to strike the balance between these types of things. There were tzaddikim who, mamish, when they would daven, they would barely move. They would, they would just be absolutely still the whole time. And there were tzaddikim when they were flailing around, you know. They were flailing around from one end of the room to the other, like Rabbi Akiva. And the Gemara even says, this Gemara says, it, says it depended on what Rabbi Akiva, who he was with, what was, what was the situation. Azaz Panam is Kodesh Lashem. Saying Nigan before Adam names all the animals, one of the things that he does is he he names all the animals, as the Tzadikim tell us, in order to a name of something is the essence of the thing. He highlights this is the essence of this animal. And I could learn from this animal how to serve Hashem. That's the mission of Pirke Avos. Have a Azkinamer. To do the will of your Father in Heaven. A Jew has to make sure and has to know that no matter where they are in the world, they should never, ever, ever be embarrassed of being a Jew. Forget about it. You do it with more external avoda or less external avoda, but to be embarrassed of being a Jew, 
to not wear a yarmulke, not to wear tzitzis proudly out. The whole world is so all over the place right now. Everybody needs to express themselves exactly who they are. In such an environment, a person could be embarrassed to express themselves as a Jew and to say proudly, I keep Shabbos, I keep kosher, I have standards. This is my red line in the sand. person works in a company with, with people who aren't Jewish, everyone should know that you're Jewish and what that means to be Jewish, what that means about how you speak and what you do after hours, after you, after you finish from a day of, of work. That you go to a base medrash, not to a bar. That you give 10% of your money to tzedakah. Everyone should know these things. It should, be, it should be obvious. Everyone should know. I remember, I think I mentioned this once before. I don't remember if it was this year or... We have a, a family friend. Just the Lushan sticks with me so strong. I wasn't there. It's not, this is a nothing story. A friend, a family friend, Mishpachat Epstein, very dear friends from, from Philadelphia where I grew up. And one of, the, one of the girls was in college or in graduate school or something. And um, she, I think she was the only Jew in the only Jewess in the class. And everybody treated her momish like she was like a princess because she held herself like a princess. And there was a new student, if I'm getting the story correct, there was a new student who came into class and they broke up into groups or something and the student, you know, at some point, totally, like, honestly, and with, like, uh, you know, without atten- uh, attempting or, or, or meaning anything by it, at some point they broke up into the groups. He put his hand to, like, get her attention or something and all of the people in the class said, nobody touches our chavi. So they said, nobody touches our chavi. So they said. What kind of bells is that for Hashem in the world? Even Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu at the beginning, Moshe Rabbeinu is held to task. Who are we to understand Moshe Rabbeinu? Moshe Rabbeinu is held to task that, the, that Yisra's daughter said there was an Ish Mitzri who came and saved us. Chazal say that, that Moshe is taken to task for such a thing. How could, how could somebody think that you're an Ish Mitzri, even for a second? How could somebody look at you and not realize instantly that you're a Jew? Is that possible? What is chus? What is chus to make big rash gadol, to make bells and whistles for Hashem? Lemaisa, we live in a world, the Chos of Lublin already said uh, quite a few hundred years ago, the Chos of Lublin already said that we live at a time when everybody's bechinas bal tshuva. Now, there's no such thing. We have, there's not really any, uh, too many new souls floating around. Everybody's already gilgulim of gilgulim. And we're certainly all bechinas bal tshuva. And so for bechinas bal tshuva, so then we should make a lot of noise in our Vodas Hashem. We shouldn't be quiet and shy but the Azas Pnim, the, the Pnimistic Azas should come out on, the, on our faces, but it should be Kodesh Lashem. It should be Kodesh Lashem. Did I teach you guys this thing yet? You know my brother's thing? I never thought of it before. Here's the little part. Did it la 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 la, Da 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 da.
End of the Parsha has the Mizbecha Ketores. What's the Indian of the Mizbecha Ketores? Why is it not with everything else? All the other Kalim are found in Parsha Shruma. The Mizbecha Ketores is all of a sudden found at the very end of Parsha Tetzav and not in Koma. There's a very novel explanation of the Meshachachma. The Meshachachma explained that there's a halacha found in Masech Zvachim that if there's no menorah, you can't just take a bunch of shot glasses, fill them with olive oil, and, and light the, the menorah. If there's no shulchan, you can't just bake some bread and you know put it on a you know on an IKEA table. It has to be proper kalim. If the kalim aren't there, then the avoda is uh, is no is not done. Meshachachma says that that's the reason that the, the Mizbeach HaKtores is put separately, because there's an exception to the rule. The Gemara says that if the makom of the Mizbeach HaKtores is nekar, meaning if the Mizbeach HaKtores is nekar mimkoma, if it's, <coughs> excuse me, if it's uprooted from its place, you still light the Ketores bimkoma. You don't need the... And since it's different than all the other kalim, it's less necessary than all the other kalim, so therefore it doesn't have to be placed with all the other kalim, which are ma'akiv, their individual avodos. That's the Meshachachma's interpretation. The Beis Yisrael of Ger, the Helga Beis Yisrael, added a little knech if you didn't get it already. He said that's why the place of the Mizbech Yitar says, Nekar Mimkoma. In other words, it was supposed to be written in Parshish Truma. But Hashem came and he uprooted it from its place and put it in Parshish Tzav to show you that even if it's uprooted in its place, it's not in its proper place. Wherever the, you could take it and you could put it somewhere else, you know, maybe it's in the basement of the Vatican or something, Khalila. You could, you could, you could still do the Ketores. Because even if it's Nek or Mimkoma, because its proper place is in Parshish Truma. Meshachachma is saying a different part. It's close, but it's different. Meshachachma is saying that since it's not as important and relevant as the other Kalim, because the other Kalim are Ma'akev, they're Avoda, therefore it's not placed together with the Kalim that all have this ikuv status. That's all he says. Basically, Israel says, no, it's dafka, that the, the Mizbech HaKtores, the Parsha of the Mizbech HaKtores is Nekar Mimkomo, to show you that even though it's Nekar Mimkomo, nevertheless, we're still allowed to do the Avodah of the Ketores. But there's a Svarno, the Svarno says something which is... The Sforno says the reason the Mizbech HaKetores is placed at the end of Parshas Tetzave is because it's at the end of everything. I don't know if you realize this. I only realized this for the first time in 38 years. I mean, because I was Sam Lev on it. Maybe I knew it somehow. But if you would have asked me, I wouldn't have been able to answer so clearly. This past Shabbos, as I was looking at the, at the laning, I started flipping the pages and I realized Parshas Truma begins with the Lashon of Vayom Hashem to Moshe Rabbeinu. And then, from the beginning of Truma till the end of Tetzave, there's no other Amira, Dibor. In other words, meaning what that means, okay, that's not, what does that mean? That means that Moshe Rabbeinu downloaded the entire structure and Kalim and Begadim and Avodas of the Mishkan in a single setting. Hashem downloaded the whole thing into Moshe Rabbeinu with one Nevuah. One act of Amira to, to Moshe Rabbeinu, one Dibur to Moshe Rabbeinu, is the entire thing. Imagine getting that, how overwhelming that is. <laughs> Millions of details. That all happened in one shot. 
And that only serves to highlight the fact that the Mizbeach HaKetaris is the very last thing. It's the very last thing. Rabbi Nachman once said, Rabbi Nachman once said that I have three types of Hasidim. I have Hasidim who come to me for the hot bilkalach. Hot bilkalach means hot rolls. You know, by the Rebbe, there's, there's Shefa Gashmias also. You go to a Rebbe's Tish, they have big fish, big Rebbe Shechala, beautiful candles like this. You know, everything is... They're not drinking uh, Bermaim Chaim uh, super drink or whatever is, you know, on the... They have proper Coca-Cola. Maybe even they have a Dr. Pepper or something imported. <laughs> the Rebbe's have Shefa Begashmias. So some Hasidim, they come to me for the hot bilkalach, you know. They're poor, they can't afford food. You come to the Rebbe's Tish, you get, you know, you get a hot roll. He said, I have some, I have some who come to me because they want to hear my Torah. Some of them come because they want to hear my Torah. He said, but then there's a third group of Chassidim, they come because they just want to be with me. They just want to spend time with me, they just want to be with me. And those are my favorite Chassidim. Torah, no Torah, Bilkalach, no Bilkalach. I just want to be with you, Hashem. Imri Emes explained Moshe Rabbeinu is not found in the Parsha. So many people speak about this. Moshe Rabbeinu is not found in Parsha's Tetzaveh. And many point out that this is because the Baal Turm really points this out already. That Moshe Rabbeinu said, I spoke about this a little bit on Monday night. Erase me from your book if you're not going to forgive the Jewish people. When a tzaddik says something, so even if the condition is not met, so happens in this week's parsha. Hashem erases Moshe Rabbeinu a little bit from the. So the Baal Turim says that other tzaddikim speak about this. The Imre Emes said, that Moshe Rabbeinu said to Hashem, Gemara tells us in Rosh Hashanah that there are three svarim that are open on Rosh Hashanah. There's the svarim of the Rishayim, Gemurim, the svarim of the Benonim, and the svarim of the Tzadikim, Gemurim. The Imriyam has said that these three svarim correspond to different olamos. The olam of the Rishayim Gemurim is olam Asiyah, down here in this world. It's mostly ra, like the Arizal of Chaim Yital already said that olam Asiyah is mostly ra, with a little bit of good here and there. You can find Nitzotus of Tov on a Thursday afternoon. The olam Yitzira, a little bit higher up already, is more split. Is the olam of the Benoni, in between. And the Olma Bria is already, there's a little bit of Ra, but it's mostly good already up there. In that place, it's mostly good. Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, I don't want to be in that book, that book, that book. All, all I want to be in is in the Olma Atzilas. That's it. Eitzel. Atzilas is of Eitzel. I just want to be with you, Hashem. Bilkalach, no Bilkalach, Gashmias, Gashmias, no Gashmias, whatever. Ruchnias. Torah, the Torah comes from the Olam Habriya. 
I just want to be with you, Hashem. I just want to be etzlacha. The Inin says the Svarno of the Mizbeach Haprimi, of the Mizbeach of Ketoris. Ketoris comes from the Lashon of Hiskashrus. Haktara. Katar in Aramaic means Kesher. Means to be bound together. The Svarno says the reason why it's the last thing that's mentioned in the, in the Beis HaMikdash is because it's after... Hashem's Shekhinah is already... You don't need the Mizbech... That's what we just learned, right? You don't need the Mizbech Ketaris to do the Avoda. Hashem's Shekhinah will rest. If they have the, the days of the Miluim... <coughs> excuse me. If you have the days of the Miluim, and you have all the other Kalim, and the basement Mikdash is set up like that, it's not going to be Ma'aki of the Shekhinah. Hashem's presence will descend into the Beis HaMikdash. The vod of the Mizbech is the vod of, that's what you want, Hashem. I just want to be with you. If that's what, if that's what you want, that's what we do. I don't need this for your, to, for your presence to be here. I can get the Bilkalach and I can get the Torah. You'll speak, We'll still get the divine, prov, you know, Moshe Rabbeinu will be able to hear prophecy, everything's going to be fine. But I won't be with you because it's not really what you want. Mizbech HaKetoros means Hiskashras. It's the Bechin of Esther Amalka who said, I don't, I don't want anything from those perfumes that you're offering me. The whole Indian of Purim, like the Bnei Saskar Adar, the whole Indian of, of Mordechai, Lashon of Mordror, of the, of the smell of the, of the Ketores. Esther is Hadassah, is Hadassim, is the smell. Esther says, the only thing that I really want is to be connected to you, Hashem. The vod of the mizbeach apnimi, you know the the mizbeach hachitzoni versus the mizbeach apnimi in, in, in many svarim. What's the vod of the mizbeach hachitzoni, the karbanos? What's brought on the mizbeach hachitzoni? You have animals, you have wine, you have salt in every carbon. The mizbeach hachitzoni, the outer mizbeach, where you bring karbanos and you bring nesachim and you bring menachos and you bring salt. Is a place of birur, of domim tzomech, and chai. And medaber too, because we do vidoy on the, on the karbonos. The salt is from domim, it's from the inanimate, in, it's from inorganic material. Then you have the, the wine and the menachos, which come from tzomech, and you have the animals, which come from the chai, the birds and the animals. And then you have the medaber, the person who until the very last second, like the Ramban explains, thinks that he's going to be shechted, just like by Akedus Yitzchak, until the last second... There's an animal that's stuck with its horns in the, in the bushes that gets him out. And he says a vidway and, and, and the diburim. And the mizbech, hachitzon, that outer mizbech is there to be, to do birurim. That's the, the avod of the outer mizbech is birurim, to be mevarer, to separate the good from the bad. Because in the outer mizbech, it's still shayach to ulmasiya and the ulma yitzira and the ulma bria, where there's some aspect of ra. Mevarer, the good from the bad. The Olam has mostly bad. There's a lot to be mavar. The Olam Yitzira has half-half. It's got to take off half of it. The Olam Bria has mostly good, but it still has some bad. It has to be mavar. The, but, the, but the Mizbeach HaPnimi, the Avodah is not Birurim. The Avodah of the Mizbeach HaPnimi is, is Yichud, is Hiskashras, is Kesher. It's creating a, an Etzim Kesher with Hashem.
And in Avodah Hashem, there are many ways to serve Hashem. There's a way to serve Hashem to get reward in the world to come, to get reward in this world, to live good in this world. But there's also a way to, to serve Hashem, which is, if that's what you want, Hashem, if that's, I speak about this all the time, if that's the game that you want to play, then that's what I'll do. I speak about this all the time, you know, I'm playing with my children. If the game is magnetiles, if the game is spotted, if the game is whatever, uh, whatever, the, you know, the game is, but the game is just to facilitate the fact that we're connected to each other. And if a child really understands the parent, then whatever the game the parent wants to play, and maybe even on a deeper level between spouses, you want to go here, I want to go there, we want to, I just want to be with you, that's the main thing that I want. Maharal writes in so many places that Simcha means Lifnei Hashem. It's the Shlemus that a person feels when they're Lifnei Hashem. Simcha means that I'm Lifnei Hashem. Samachtim Lifnei Hashem Lakechem. That's the ultimate feeling of Simcha, is I'm, I'm together with Hashem. Shabbos, let's go!